Good morning, family. God has a timely and challenging word for us today. We're now in the second half of the Christian calendar. Actually, we began last week with Trinity Sunday. The first half of the Christian year runs from Advent to Pentecost, and we focus on the life of Jesus. We walk with him from his birth, Christmas, to his death and resurrection, Easter, including his ascension and then the birth of the church at Pentecost. Traditionally, during the second half of the year, we focus on how we, the church, are to live like Jesus. How do we, filled with the Holy Spirit, live and love like Jesus? As followers of Jesus, our mission is to bring healing and wholeness to the broken world around us. But how do we do that? How do we live like Jesus? This morning, Matthew helps us answer that question. Matthew tells us that Jesus felt compassion for people. So here's our text from Matthew chapter 9. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Throughout the Old and New Testaments, images of sheep and shepherds abound. We hear the Gospels refer to lost sheep and the good shepherd. It's not surprising then to hear Jesus talking about sheep without a shepherd. Now, Jesus had been teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. He was doing God's work, and his ministry was growing. At some point, however, Jesus stopped. He looked around and saw the crowds. When he saw them, he was moved. He was moved with compassion. That's one of my favorite words. In the Greek, the word means to be moved in one's bowels or guts. In other words, Jesus was moved in the depths of his being. This was not a superficial pity or sadness for people. This was an understanding, a deep concern that stopped Jesus in his tracks. Jesus was moved in the depth of his being because the crowd looked like sheep without a shepherd. Now there's a passage similar to this one in the gospel according to Mark. Mark, like Matthew, borrows an Old Testament phrase when he describes the people as being like sheep without a shepherd. But Matthew adds two words to describe the people. This is what he writes. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless 
like sheep without a shepherd. Harassed and helpless. A different translation uses the words distressed and dispirited. Another reads wearied and cast away. The people were worn out and thrown out. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Do you get the picture? They were distressed and struggling to live out their lives. They felt powerless. They did not have peace. They did not know where to turn. Their leaders didn't seem to really see the conditions they lived in or the pressures they faced. But Jesus really saw them and he understood their troubles. And Jesus told his disciples that there were lots of other people who felt like those people in the crowd felt. But there aren't that many people willing to help them. So Jesus told his disciples to pray. Pray that the Lord will send laborers to do God's healing work. But notice how Jesus set this up. He recognized the needs of the crowd. He pointed them out to the disciples. Then he told the disciples to pray. But Jesus turned the tables on them. If we'd kept reading, we would have discovered that Jesus told his disciples that they are the answer to those prayers. God's people are the answer to the needs of harassed and helpless people. Jesus gave his people the authority to heal others. Then he gave them instructions. What did he tell them to do? Proclaim good news. Bring healing to the hurt and broken. Bring wholeness to the wearied and cast away. How do you think that went over with the disciples? How does that sound to you? Jesus said, here are all the hurting people. Now go spread the good news and restore them to wholeness. Do you think the disciples were excited and pumped up by all this new authority? Did they feel ready to take on the world or were they terrified? Did they doubt their abilities? Did they feel overwhelmed? Maybe they experienced all of those feelings. Now, what we don't see in this one passage is that Jesus has already equipped the disciples for the job. In the previous verses, the Gospel of Matthew shows Jesus explaining what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Then Jesus goes out into the world and models the kingdom of heaven for the disciples. He teaches, he proclaims the good news, he heals all kinds of people with all kinds of illness. See, Jesus has been preparing the disciples to do ministry by teaching, explaining, and showing them how to bring the kingdom of heaven to God's people. You've probably guessed by now that Jesus' instructions for his followers have not changed in 2,000 years, right? We are called to these same tasks to bring the healing and wholeness of the kingdom of heaven to people in today's world. 
The scriptures are clear about what the kingdom of heaven looks like. And we have Jesus' example of living out the kingdom of heaven on earth. A lot of people are really nervous and upset about things right now. Maybe you're one of them. I've heard people say that we're in the worst shape we've ever been in. But I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure we're any better or any worse than the people living in Jesus's time. What we do know is what it feels like to live in a broken world with pressures and fear and a sense of helplessness, just like the crowds that Jesus saw. Have you seen anyone this week who is harassed and helpless? Do you know any people who are harassed and helpless? If you say no, you haven't been paying attention. If you say no, you aren't paying attention. We're surrounded by harassed and helpless people. I sit with some of them in Starbucks. I talk with some of them at school. I marched with some of them, stood shoulder to shoulder with them last weekend. We hear their cries. We feel their pain. We see the disappointment in their eyes and the frustration in their voices. Do you know who they are? I am thinking about people of color. We all should be thinking about people of color who have for generations been harassed and helpless. But not just people of color. What about members of the LGBTQ community? or Muslims, or the disabled, or the homeless, or anybody else you consider to be different than you. Prejudice, or racism, or sexism, or nationalism, or any other attitude that denigrates and belittles other people cannot be a part of my life because it wasn't a part of Jesus's life. Discrimination of any kind cannot be a part of the life of a follower of Jesus because it wasn't a part of Jesus's life. And that's the way it has to be if you're serious about following Jesus. Am I right? Jesus tells his disciples that they should pray. But after they pray, they shouldn't be surprised to discover that they are the answer to that prayer. You are the one who is called and equipped to help and to heal. Jesus has called you and equipped you to help harassed and helpless people. God's people are the instruments through which he brings healing and wholeness. It's on you. It's on me. It's on us. It's our job to help and to heal, to listen and to love. Our job, our mission is to shine light and to be light in the darkness. It's our job to bring wholeness to people who are in pain 
It's our responsibility to tear down walls of racism and exclusion and prejudice and discrimination. If we're serious about following Jesus, if we're serious about obeying Jesus, then it's our job to let people know that they are not less than anyone else for whatever reason. It's our job to love on people no matter what, because Jesus loves people no matter what. It's our job to value, to recognize and embrace those who are at the edges of society, just like Jesus did. How will you reach out to those who are hurting and feel as if they're invisible with no place in this world? How do you need to change your opinions and attitudes so that they better match with Jesus? How will you take your compassion and open yourself to those who are harassed and helpless? In the process of living out the kingdom of heaven on earth, you may find healing and wholeness yourself. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. God help us to see people the way Jesus sees them. Amen. Let's pray. When our eyes do not see the harassed and helpless, Shake us from our slumber and open our eyes, O Lord. When out of fear we are scared into inaction, give us a spirit of bravery. When we try our best but say the wrong things, give us a spirit of humility, O Lord. When the chaos dies down, give us a lasting spirit of solidarity, we pray. When it becomes easier to point fingers outward, help us to examine our own hearts, O Lord. God of truth, in your wisdom enlighten us. God of love, in your mercy forgive us. God of hope, in your kindness heal us. Creator of all people, in your generosity guide us. Racism prejudice, discrimination, and ignorance break your heart. Break our hearts by what breaks your heart. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks again for joining me. We'll get through this. Don't let this pandemic and the unrest and coming changes in society rob you of your joy. With Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Because God loves you no matter what. 
you have heard the gospel. It is for you. God is with you, and he is for you and for those who are harassed and helpless. Receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You are in the grip of the one to whom all of heaven and earth belongs. He will keep you. He will not let you go. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you with all of his favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen.